0: everybody. Hi. My name is Cass. And I'm Alex. And this is is for Jerks.
1: And my neighbors are dancing upstairs.
0: Uh, and this month, we're watching Mirai, which I, again, didn't bring up the Wikipedia page of first, uh, directed by Mamoru Hosoda. Uh, Alex, what did you think of Mirai?
1: So I was trying to think how I would, like, give my impression of this, and all I could think of was, like... Like the sort of book report you write in like elementary school, it's like Mariah is a story of uh, two upwardly mid- upwardly mobile young parents and their struggles with raising their children. The father is an architect. The son likes trains. You can see this because he constantly throws trains all over the house. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's, much an elementary it's like, school. It, it's, it's such a
1: bizarre. It's such a bizarre film. Uh, I didn't even think it
0: was that bizarre
1: bizarre in the sense of it's very clearly his like kind of personal working through of a lot of his feelings about parenthood.
0: Oh yes, it is. The This is uh, such a self insert story.
1: Yeah. And at, at the, at the expense of, well, narrative,
0: you know, like the, the, The dad is so is you know just like a a slightly dorky like wealthy Japanese creative person with glasses, which is exactly what Mamoru Hosoda is. Yeah, it's
1: it's just him trying. Like, I may be a shitty a shitty dad, but with the power of love and good intentions, we can all come through.
0: I don't even think these people are particularly bad parents. Um, I just so. I, I mean, will the say, da-
1: the dad cut is kind of a uh, kind of useless.
0: I, he's kind of useless, but I don't think he's useless in it any kind of unique way. No, um,
1: absolutely not. That, and that's that's the thing is he's he's useless in a completely like mundane way <laughs> that yeah. we in um, <laughs> comic strips. From time immemorial. I
0: honestly don't think that it's it's mundane. It's mundane in real life, but I don't think you see this kind of dad a lot in stories. Especially the kind of... Because when dads are useless in stories, they're usually, like, proud of their uselessness.
1: Mm. And this
0: guy is... It, it tears him up inside. Like, he hates how useless he is.
1: I don't... I wouldn't go so far as to say it tears him up. Like, he... He feels bad about it, but... Yeah. Only... St- when his wife is yelling at,
0: <laughs> I think he feels bad about it all the time
1: Yeah, mm,
0: I think sure a lot that. of the time he's too tired to feel anything else but I would I would posit that like pretty much every experience in this both of the parents feel bad about how poorly they're handling it
1: I mean the mother feels bad often more bad than she ought to uh, but I mean we see her I didn't her, notice that we, like we see, like we when we see her talking to her mother, she's like every like multiple times. She's like, "Oh, I lost my temper again." It's like your your son tried to fucking take out the baby. <laughs> I think you're allowed to lose your temper. Um.
0: Yeah, she twice. Definitely,
1: twice Kun yeah. tries to fucking fucking headshot his sister with a bullet train.
0: Yeah. So that I guess that brings me to my primary problem with this movie, which is that I hate these people in their beautiful house. I hate. Yep. I mean, yeah. I yeah. like what I wrote in my notes was that this is like shitty Totoro because it's like it's <laughs> magical realism, but I don't like any of these people. Yeah,
1: I mean, the only one I like is Mariah, basically. Um, uh, well, like her. well, well, look, I mean, she's I not. Like, she's grown up she's th- is
0: Annoying too. She's. She's she's the least bad yeah yeah okay I'm but i like, still hate her okay
1: i don't hate her i i i hate Kuhn. i dislike the dad i f- am pretty indifferent towards the mom and I'm i i like... can't bring
0: myself to dislike Kuhn because he's four <laughs> like he's he's he doesn't know any better he can't like this is how four-year-old kids are um,
1: no, but, like, like during know, so the magical like, realism segments, he's given much more, like, self-awareness, and, then, and so, like, then we get, whip like, moral judgment whiplash.
0: I don't think it's whiplash, because, I mean, like, one of the things that this movie does that Todoro doesn't is that this movie very clearly demarcates the magical sections that are not real from no. the the non-magical sections that are real, which is why I called it magical realism, it's not magical realism. Um you know it is no
2: i know it's but it's a little like,
0: hard yeah it's a little hard to classify but like like and i don't think that he has necessarily much more self-awareness in the magical scenes it's that he, the magical it's it's like it, it's it's it is a metaphor it, it's a metaphorical representation of the fact that like I had this experience a ton as a kid. I still have this experience now. When you have, like, a, a really bad interaction with somebody, and then you walk away from it, and you're still mad, and then you're alone by yourself, and then suddenly you start thinking about all of the things that you could have done differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that has happened to me ever since I was a child. I think that's, that's, oh, yeah, that because, like, that, you're that, never. Everyone. You, yeah, because like like an important thing that I think that this movie captures is that you are never going to be able to explain to a child why they shouldn't have the yellow pants. <laughs> like the child, yeah. ha- like there's no if the, if if he wants the yellow pants, he's going to lose his shit, and you just kind of have to let that happen yeah. without, but without capitulating and giving yeah. him the yellow pants and yeah, then guess. at a certain point he will he will run out of steam and then he will reflect on that in his limited child way and realize oh nothing bad happened because i didn't have the yellow pants <laughs> yeah you know. i guess
1: i guess maybe it, like it's less that it's less that the the, the, the that he seems to have more like self-awareness in the course maybe it's just that if you may, when you the central character of your film is someone who is incapable like too young to be like morally responsible it's like <laughs> it's like making a movie out a bullet
0: train um, well no he's not too young to be morally responsible he's responsible for his actions but he's too young to understand his own responsibility you know like he's he's he should be behaving differently but he's too young to have ever had be any experiences where he behaved in this way right, and it was right, bad right. you know like it it's not like because like i don't personally think that it's important for me to be able to hate somebody in a movie for doing something wrong like if especially if they're a child like and and like that's kind of the point of this movie is that everybody in this movie makes mistakes and does things that are perhaps poor judgment um but also that that's fine that that's part of being a person you know you just have less
1: patience for children than you do
0: um oh i have no patience for children but (laughs) like for me personally what movies like this and what wolf children also reminded me of and i said this in our wolf children episode is that it reminds me of just how stressful being a child is Mm. um like because it like i think people our age or at least your age um have a tendency to empathize with the parents in movies oh, like this. I
1: absolutely did.
0: Um, uh, and I empathize with them too, um, to a certain extent. Um, but I also, I empathize greatly with children in movies, especially when they, when like children like Kuhn, who perhaps behave in ways that are obnoxious, because I, being born is a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we live in a bad, we live in a bad world, Um, and if you've just been asked to just like exist and you've only been doing it for like four years, it's so stressful. It's so hard. Like, that's all I can think about when I watch these movies is man, being a child is so, seems so stressful. I'm glad I'm not that anymore. Um, Interesting.
1: Yeah. I I was able to like extend no like empathy towards the children in this movie <laughs> i yeah,
0: couldn't because, i just i just didn't i yeah, just i be,
1: just was and I constantly think, infuriated and I think by to, Kuhn. like
0: to sum it up i mean i guess it's it's that Kuhn, like the parents asked for this Kuhn did not yeah yeah
1: no i get that you know and i wouldn't have i'm not gonna have children myself like i wouldn't i wouldn't inflict that on on, on another <laughs> yeah. living being but just as an observer all uh-huh. like I, I yeah, I can't I can't identify with the with the child.
0: Uh, yeah, and admittedly I am nearly ten years younger than you. Um so maybe I'll lose my ability to empathize with children <laughs> when I turn thirty.
1: Oh no. <laughs> I
0: don't know if it's uh, a good thing. I know I I think it's definitely a bad thing, as a matter of fact. So we've we've talked about our opinions a whole bunch. We should probably talk about what happens in this movie or what this movie's about. Okay. Um, um can you so me? Some, Okay. <laughs> So this is a movie about um this this young, this four year old boy named Kun and his parents, who don't have names, they're just referred to as mom and dad. Um, and his parents ha and he is four years old, and his parents have just come home with a new daughter who they name Mirai, which is Japanese for future. Um and Kun is initially very excited about this, and I think this is the arc that a lot of older siblings go through, especially if they're very young like, four years old when they have another sibling, but not, not quite young enough where it's nothing to them. Like, if you're two and you have another sibling, like, like you would barely comprehend what that means. Yeah. Um, you know? But at, at four years old, you're old enough to comprehend what it means and for it to mean something to you. Um, because you can, like, walk around and talk to people in full sentences and stuff like that, more or less. Um, but uh, he... So... so He goes through this arc where he's initially very, very excited. He says, I'll go, I'll take you outside and I'll teach you the names of bugs. (laughs) Um, uh, But that quickly becomes very stressful for him because he's been used to for four years being the only thing that his parents really pay attention to um, when they're home is that he's the most important thing in their lives. And now they have some. They have this new person in the house who requires a lot more attention than Coon. Coon can sort of take care of himself. You know, he's old enough that he can, while his parents are home, just sort of sit around and play with his trains. Um, But a baby can't do that. A baby needs everything done done for them. Um, And so he becomes uh, sort of increasingly distressed by the presence of Marai. Um, And then he goes through a series of sort of magical. Uh, interactions with various other characters outside of their normal context. So the first one of these, and I, I twigged this um, before it happened because I noticed that the in the very first shot where they show uh, Yuko is the name of the dachshund, mm-hmm. uh, I was I wrote, this dachshund has the face of a man. <laughs> um, like, I, I twigged it immediately. I was like, that dachshund has the face of a man um uh, and <laughs> lo and behold
1: I mean yeah i should have guessed given that this is the same director who did Wilf children uh, oh yeah this gets the, furry wave, this wave. gets furry shit
0: all immediately <laughs> yeah so kun throws a tantrum vis-a-vis Marai. um i think this is the tantrum where he tr- the first time he tries this to the hit f- mirai this the train. is the first
1: time he tries to brain over the train
0: yes uh, um, and then eh. Uh, and, great, and so he great... he runs outside and then there's like a magical they they do these they they signify all of these by having this very very obvious sort of like whooshing noise and then the camera sort of rotates around Coon. And, um, tree, and that's how you know. And yeah, the, tree the tree glows. And the tree glows like it's the Matrix. What? Um, the Matrix. It gets like weird grid patterns on it.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that.
0: Um uh, yeah. And and that also brings me to another thing about this movie, which is that um it is at times very good looking, and mostly mediocre, and occasionally incredibly ugly. Yeah, uh, there's
1: there's some inc- like impossibly bad 3D at the end. Yeah, which, like, are you thinking the, of the
0: same thing that I'm thinking of, which is you the know, Harry great Grant? Oh, oh the hairy train? No, I I thought I the hairy train is okay. No, the the, one
1: and the the skull chairs rotating around. Oh
0: no, I actually fucking love that because it was so over the top. I mean it was very bad, it looked bad, but it was so it was so much that I didn't even notice. (laughs) Um But, no, at the very end, when it's going through all the different flashbacks with all of the different characters that Kun has met in his sort of magical experiences, Uh and there's a shot of the great-granddad sort of, like, lying on his back in the water, Uh. uh, like, surrounded by the detritus, and that... The animation there was so bad; it looked like an old Flash advertisement. <laughs> like it See, that, looked that, like,
1: didn't jump, that one didn't jump out to me.
0: I don't know why. Something about the way uh, that it looked and the way that it was animated just looked like garbage to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, every there are a bunch of shots in this movie that are very clearly three D animated, trying to look two D, and they all okay. are just so jarring because they look so much more noticeably like stiff and lifeless <laughs> than the two D animation.
1: Yeah, like if you're looking for like yeah, Wolf Children is vastly more beautiful than this yeah. film. Uh, uh like like impossibly.
0: Yeah. Wolf Children's uh, yeah, Wolf Children is a much better looking movie.
1: Like why do people why how do, how does this happen that like visually talented directors like f- 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 like completely destroy themselves.
0: Did the did the production company change between Wolf and Mirai? Wolf them uh, was produced by Studio Chizu and Madhouse. And
1: this ah, is also cheese, Madhouse right?
0: did not work on Mirai.
1: That uh, explains it.
0: Madhouse are good at what they do.
1: Are they the only ones who though?
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um yeah, it was uh, Mirai was only Studio Jizu, and uh, it looks like yeah. So where were
1: we? So he yeah, so he tries to braid his sister with the, with the train. His mother turns into like the hag from his children's like yeah. book,
0: and then he goes out and he has a magical experience where he talks to his Yuko. dog uh, Yuko in human form, who is like a hot anime villain. Uh,
1: yeah, it, uh, <laughs> when I saw that, my first note was just what the fuck.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wrote, who is this anime villain?
1: And then I wrote, why is the dog a fuckboy? <laughs> and then I wrote, oh, this is wolf children.
0: But but the dog is interesting because he has basically the same experience as Kuhn has, but he can't verbalize it, which is that when they, when the mom and dad didn't have kids and they just had Yuko, Yuko was the most important thing in their lives. <laughs> yeah. And then they had Kuhn and he ruined everything. <laughs> um,
1: the circle of life. Um, And and then Kun steals his tail?
0: Yes, Kun steals his tail. And yeah, but like, Yuko gives him this whole talk, um, you know, about how like, oh, I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was, and then I was, no what I was with is no longer it, it'll happen to you too. (laughs) Um... Yeah, and then Kuhn steals his tail and shoves it up his own ass. Um, it's such a it's such a weird animation. It's such like a weird gesture that yeah, he does. Yeah, it's,
1: it's completely... It's, 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 it's out
0: of control. <laughs> uh, and then he turns into a dog. He grows dog ears and a nose. Um, and then he runs around the house pretending to be Yuko uh, and knocks shit over. Um,
1: and all is right with the world.
0: And all is right with the world um well
1: because after that it cuts back to like normal family dynamics uh, yeah uh, and like as if nothing ever happened uh which is a little jarring
0: i think that's kind of how it usually works
1: i i guess i guess this probably feeds back into my lack of empathy for children
0: yeah, um, you know, because it's like, well, what are you gonna do? The kid doesn't right, remember exactly. the, the incident, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, it's like, like when, I, it's like if you if you come when you come home from uh, from being out and your dog is knocked over the trash can. Like by the time you're back, the dog doesn't even remember doing it.
1: Yeah, I just I just feel like if I was the mother, I think I mostly I I, I was mostly identifying with the mother in the inti- like throughout the film, and I was like, if he tried to like one-shot my baby, like, I would have, like, I feel like that would be a crisis point. Like, he might do it again. He This time I might not be there. He might actually kill the thing. Like, that, I feel like I would do something more
0: But, like, what are you gonna do?
1: Kill your own baby? No, like, either either, like, separate them, or, like, like, have some sort of serious, like, sit down with the kid and be like, if I ever see you do that again,
0: like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, think, like, it, I think that part of the problem is, is that what are you going to do? He's four. Like, you right, can't explain right. to him why it's bad. But that's the thing. Like, but the <laughs> idea that,
1: that your one of your child, one of your children has the, like. Willingness and capacity to like seriously injure or kill the other child i don't see how you could go on as normal after that like i i feel like they're like it would be
0: impossible i guess i i i think that that part of it is that if you're actually a parent like that just happens like yeah that just happens like you just kind of have to understand that they're kids and they don't remember anything and he doesn't like it's not because like if i saw an adult person try to kill my friend and they failed i would like do something about that because they would be likely to do it again but this kid doesn't like hold a like children don't hold grudges they don't like this one sure as hell does (laughs) he doesn't hold a grudge is the thing (laughs) is he just gets mad and pretends like he's always hated mariah every time mariah gets attention I guess you know like, like he and, doesn't actually he doesn't have like the cut like the higher reasoning processes necessary to like actually hate Mariah in I like know. an adult way I, no i know like, i know i know i know
1: he just but, but like is that i don't know is it like is you like you said it's like that's like that that just happens but like do most four-year-olds like actually
0: four-year-old children like, are very violent they are okay. full of rage and murder
1: then how uh-huh. does... But, like, do four-year-olds commit murder all the time? It doesn't no. seem
0: like it. Then because, b- realistically, um, if if he were to actually try and hit her with a train, I don't think that he would be able to kill her because he's four.
1: Baby like how, 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 skulls are very, like, soft. Parts of them are.
0: Um... You know, it wouldn't be good for the baby to be hit with a train. I'm sure, but I don't think that a four year old <laughs> has has the arm strength to hit a baby with a train. Um, this is a stupid conversation. I cannot believe we're having this conversation. I'm
1: just, say- I'm just saying that 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 this was. My, that... I
0: feel my IQ decreasing while we have this conversation.
1: <laughs> I'm just this this was the only part of the movie that really made me like that really pulled me up short okay
0: (laughs) because i also because i also think that as as the parent in this situation you hope that it won't happen again like thinking about it happening again like that that is almost impossible because you don't want to imagine your child who you spent the last four years with murdering someone yeah you know like like it becomes very difficult for you to think about that, and you just sort of... Because you don't want to deal with it. Because you know that what's going to happen is if you sit down your four-year-old and have, have to give them a stern talking to, he's going to lose his shit again. You know? Yeah. And and you're going to make no progress. And you don't want that to happen. Because then he might just go and murder your two-year-old. Or your <laughs> infant. You know? Right, like, he right, might just get that right. mad. You know? Because you're telling him not to do it, so he's going to do it now. Um,
1: so, yeah, you're... Yeah, huh. Cass understands
0: children. Ways I will never... Um, you know, so yeah, like, yeah. It, it's not that I understand children; it's that I I understand the <laughs> bind. It's it's that I understand the bind that these parents are in because it's like there's almost nothing that you could that you can do that won't make it worse or at the very least create another incident. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. if he gets this worked up from this from Barai getting attention, what happens if I have to tell if I have to like sit him down and have a very serious conversation, which I know he's going to hate? Mm-hmm. You know about him yeah. not murdering this person again when he doesn't even like for 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 him the person who he was when he was trying to kill his baby sister like he doesn't even remember that person exists he like <laughs> like he remembers the <laughs> event perhaps but he cannot like relate to the emotional state that he was in he's in a completely different state now he's a dog now like he just <laughs> like he just like All his right. brain his brain just doesn't connect so like when you're talking to him about this incident like he won't be able to imagine doing it again because he just, he's just not the same person that he was when he did it to, from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? So like, there's almost no, there's almost nothing that you can really, really do. And it's, it's the same thing as with dealing with the yellow pants thing is that you just hope that he realizes and he will realize, because this is part of being a person is that when stuff happens, like you not getting any the yellow pants or your sister getting attention instead of you, nothing bad happens right like there's yeah, no I mean, with
1: the, with the yellow pants like that like it's it's uh, like yeah i mean it's easy obvious when like a child is running a tantrum over some bullshit like you can yeah. when it's when it's when it's just like a self-contained tantrum obviously you can just ignore it um, yeah. and yeah so that that did not um cause me any 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 psychic strife
0: <laughs> no but i think that this is a very similar thing in that um this is our parenting podcast now Two people who yeah, do not have kids and will we, never have kids.
1: We need C T uh, to, to be a guest.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we should God, we should have had C T on. Um because I feel like C T would actually have an opinion. I don't know if you've um, seen it though. Um we could present the scenario.
1: True, true. Um, I could go oh, ask him right now if he wants to join.
0: Just message just message him. Say that Just hypothetically, if one of your, if if your children were very, very young, like say one of them is four and one of them is a newborn baby, and the four-year-old tried to kill the newborn in a fit of rage over you giving attention to the newborn, what would you do? And then, and then the child, but then the child calmed down and then nothing came of it. What would you do about that? What would you do in that situation? Oh, God. Um... Although I feel like, to a parent, the question, what if one of my children kill- tried to kill one of my other children would be incredibly distressing.
1: Yeah, and that's not something I want to just pop <laughs>
0: out, out, out of the blue. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll ask him when, uh, next time he's in your or my chair. <laughs> Um. But yes, so they sort of move on. And then,
1: uh, then after that's when he first meets future
0: Mirai. Yes, after, because after they after have that. they put out the dolls to celebrate Girls' Day, which is to celebrate girls.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's his new yeah. That's and that that's the next thing to piss him
0: off. Yeah, is that um, he only fucking, gets li- he only gets lightly pissed off about. Not well, being in this case, he's
1: fucking justified because the goddamn t- heteronormative bullshit that they're forcing yes. down their children's throats.
0: Um, Yeah. um... And it fucking works. We talk to Future Mariah and she's all worried about who she's going to get married to. Fuck. Yeah, they yeah, you can tell. It fucking works. The indoctrination works.
1: They they messed them up real uh-huh.
0: bad. But yes, they so they bring out these traditional Japanese dolls that you put out on girls day. Um and then we are given Chekhov's prophecy um which is where the the great the grandma says like, "Oh, if you every day that you don't put them away, you know, her marriage gets delayed." Uh, by one by another, year! By another year, which is so, it's so insane. That's so, that's so, it's such an insane concern to have. It is just, yeah. like, I literally cannot even fathom being concerned about that. Because the other thing that I also immediately thought of is delayed from what? Like, what's the reference point that we're delaying this from? When, when yeah, it otherwise seriously. would have happened? Yeah, but like, what, what, we can't the, know when it otherwise would have happened because zero it hasn't year? happened yet.
1: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like is this is this is this a perspective that all time already exists and then can be, sh- but then it, well, can somehow be shifted around by the actions of dolls?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like a, there's like a default like,
0: uh, like. Yeah, the the,
1: the, 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 phil- the the platonic ideal of the marriage year. Yeah, that were, the, That that any deviation is because of these goddamn dolls.
0: Yeah, the the philosophical implications of the girls' day dolls like troubled me for like ten minutes after that. <laughs> um, it's like it's like if it's like in Gremlins when they're like, "Don't feed the Gremlins after midnight," and it's like, what? It's always after midnight. <laughs> When, when when do I get to start feeding the gremlins again? Is it sunrise? Is it 9am? Is it 4pm? Like when do I get to feed the fucking gremlins again? It It's always after midnight. What's wrong with you? BM, the mystical forces that govern the gremlins should be more specific. Holy At least shit. don't get the gremlins wet. Is like that's something that I understand. You just don't get the grommons wet. That's fine. I can do that.
1: They're fucking aren't they made of water like every other living organism?
0: Yeah, but you're not supposed to get them wet. <laughs> oh, like okay. you're made of water, like you're full of water, but you wouldn't call yourself wet right now, right? Fucking <laughs> put
1: that on the tea for me, Jesus Christ. Um, well, no, I was going to bring up the philosophical like questions of like. When does something like become dry versus wet? What's the difference? When like there's water in our body, like you can't actually draw a principal distinction. When, when particle man's
0: underwater, does he get wet, or does the water get him instead? No, that's
1: not what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm always thinking Mo- about particle man.
1: Moving on. Mariah, uh, anyway. adult, uh, Well, not adult Mariah. Like, like teenage school, Mariah. Middle school Mariah, or whatever, whatever her age is. I don't know if that was a middle school or a high school uniform I would say that the, she
0: looked like 13, 14 maybe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, she, so he... Um, oh yeah, so, so dad is ignoring him, because mom went away on a business trip. When she left, she was like, don't forget to put the dolls away, and dad is already like passed out from exhaustion for trying to be a single dad. Um, and then...
0: Yeah, because he yeah, he's yeah, because he's just been, like running around the house, cleaning everything, doing all the shit yeah, like that. Tr- uh, that is normally the job of two people.
1: Well, normally, honestly, normally for being honest, normally the job of the mom. Uh, and then Kun is like, "Play with me, Dad. Play with me." He said, like, well, uh, uh, "Yes, okay." And then he falls asleep again. And Kun is p- pissy and goes outside. Magical realism trigger happens, and
0: he makes- well, first he puts all of his animal crackers on Mariah's face.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah, he's he's he's. He's pissy, so he he covers Marai with
0: um, It's very crackers. specific sea creature themed animal crackers,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: I guess makes sense Japan, for Japan. You know. uh, here in the US we have we have like elephants and stuff like that, and in Japan they have fish okay. and squids.
1: And so when he finds her, of course, she has a, a whale on her on her mustache, oh. a, a whale mustache, uh, and then she's all getting all blushy ma- maidenly about. Um, liking a guy and not being able to marry him at the the the, the prime not being able to marry the man, man I love age of fourteen years old, and so they're trying they she and him and then eventually Yuko in man form, uh, scheme and scheme and scheme using Assassin's Creed level stealth detection,
0: yeah,
1: uh, to to put the dolls away. Without dad seeing, yeah, it's a teenage truly, girl it's truly the Metal Gear
0: Solid self, stealth system. Only line and, of sight matters,
1: right? Exactly. Without seeing, without seeing a fourteen-year-old girl and a fuck boy in his house, yeah, they manage it somehow. Yeah, in, somehow. In, in, there's, a, there's, a, I, I have, my only note here is uh, about the stealth, and then just dad ass because, <laughs> because. <laughs> There's that ridiculous thing where they what the last piece of the doll like it's stuck fiasco to his is, ass. is stuck to his ass and they're yeah. all tr- they're all like sneaking 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 up behind him. It's like this tense music. Their face is his ass. Their face is his ass. Um
0: Yeah. We also in this scene learn that Kunchan is a yeah. tickle pervert.
1: Oh holy shit, that is fucked up. I forgot uh yeah Uh. so so he's like no i'm not gonna help you put the dolls away no 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 when he meets me first meets mariah and she's like mariah just tickles
0: him until he complies
1: they work for the b game he's like what's the b game she just starts tickling him um well she does a funny little dance first oh yeah she does a funny little dance to put him off his guard and then fucks him up um and then yeah he gets extremely into the tickling
0: yeah, he's like, can you please do that again? Which, admittedly, I totally did that as a child. Yeah, but it's um, it's 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 ridiculous.
1: Um,
0: I don't. Know. It was it was simultaneously being like, oh, I've definitely been coon in this situation. I've definitely <laughs> asked asked an adult to continue tickling me. Um, but as an adult, watching two adults pretending to be a child and a teenager um, in a cartoon. <laughs> Tell he ask like get tickled and then ask to be tickled again. All blushy. All blushy is like, oh, you're a tickle pervert, huh? Uh, uh,
1: um,
0: <laughs> um, um and this was around when I wrote the note. Uh, this movie is so boring. Um, and this is,
1: this is around the this around where I wrote. Uh, oh, is Kun Kunshinji? Um, because
0: um, earlier we were talking and you were like, I said uh, every movie is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, and we're. And we were
1: talking about how, like, even Ava has basically there, uh, um, a specter haunts a specters the, haunt the, the, the the specter haunts Japan. Specter of Ava. and like how how no modern anime can kind of like <clears throat> yeah escape its influence, uh and even even speaking of other Madhouse productions. A place further than the universe.
0: Which is canonically in the Ava Extended Universe. We'll listen to our episode on that for information.
1: I was like, what What, what about like the, the Slice of Life? So are they in castles like Remember? Remember? Yeah. A place further than the universe? Also part of the Extended Universe.
0: So. But even then, and I admittedly, I haven't watched enough older anime to know where this began. I feel like it's Ava, but it, it's probably older than Ava, which is the idea. That every anime is about a a young person discovering that other people exist (laughs) and have feelings, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Like, that's the central, that's the central conflict, you know? And, like, even in... um, in a place further than the universe. Like even putting aside our stupid joke about it being in the Ava Cinematic Universe.
1: Not a joke.
0: <laughs> our very real facts about it being in the Ava Cinematic Universe, it's also Um it it is also that. Like it is also about In a like it's
1: I mean, in a sense that that's such a kind of like fundamental universal.
0: Oh, it's theme, it's very reductive. That it's uh, hard.
1: It's hard to avoid make yeah. me something about that. And I mean, like, the reason like, why
0: it's why it's like that specifically is because of the target audience of most anime, which is yeah. like teenagers. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the sort of thing that teenagers need to hear, which is like, oh. Other people exist and have feelings, and here's how, like, like shows about making connections with other people, because a lot of teenagers mm-hmm. really struggle with that sort of stuff, making, like, genuine connections and not being an asshole, you know? And you also have the compounding thing that, for a teenager, anything that happened before they were ten years old is fucking ancient history. It is the Venus of Villendorf to them. Um... <laughs> So, you have to keep making new shit like this, otherwise they'll never, like, you, you can't count on them to go back and watch or read the classics. Yeah. Like, you have to Im- continually embed this message in new media made for teenagers forever. Because yeah. they all need to hear it, but they're not gonna go back to the past and hear it. And if they do, you know, when their school makes them, when their school makes them read Catcher in the Rye, which is also this. Catcher in the Rye is just Evangelion, but in New York City, and there's a lot of <laughs> questions about where where the ducks go and then Central Park Pond is over. Um,
1: uh,
0: so in a sense... I mean, sense let be 100% not- real. Hiring a prostitute and then being too nervous to do anything with her is absolutely something Shinji would do. Oh, he, I mean,
1: like, yeah, that's basically his relationship with, uh... What's it, face? No. Or ca- Captain.
0: Oh. Um, Masato. 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 It's not really his relationship with Masato. It's kind what? of like I mean, it's, it's, more, it's kind it's of. More, this...
1: I mean, the, the way the way their is framed is basically like he's horny for her. She's like the like the experienced, knowledgeable adult, uh, and she always like flirts with him. But obviously, he's too awkward to do anything about it. Because the specific
0: uh, scene that I was thinking of was the one where uh, Asuka goes to kiss Shinji and hold his nose until he passes out. <laughs>
1: Oh right, I forgot about Cause, that.
0: Because also that scene is something that would happen to hold a coffee. <laughs>
1: so in a sense, it's not. It's not. It's not so, exactly Ava. It's just I think what you what you desc- what Ava so kind of yeah so captured and like so well. It is 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 the kind of constitutive theme of. Media aimed at young adults.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Ava, like, because Ava hits fucking everything, you know about about that sort of stuff. It's got the beach episode. It's got the. It's got (laughs) the, you know, it's it's got everything. Um. And it's, it's packaged like Catcher in the Rye is a book that, uh, if you're a certain kind of teenager like me, it will be incredibly enthralling and you will f- never feel like anybody has ever related to you like JD Salinger does. Uh, but for most teenagers who are normal, uh, it's tremendously boring because nothing fucking happens in it. Um, <laughs> and, and Ava sort of capitulates to teenagers in that sense where, um, stuff is happening all the time. Most of it is not consequential, but it exists. That it exists <laughs> primarily to sort of be eye candy, so yeah. that you'll pay attention to the episodes and hopefully get the actual message.
1: Yeah, we we discussed that kind of like didactic aspect of it, not didactic yeah. pedagogical aspect of it. How I didn't really like the first half of the series because it yeah. was it was that was kind of the carrot part before the stick comes in. Uh, but
0: um, but yes. But, but, but yeah, I mean, like Ava, it, because <laughs> Ava, yeah,
1: because Ava is so iconic, and because it kind of uh, it, it, it hits those themes so hard, it does feel like everything kind of after that that does similar thematic work is kind of in a debt, even if it's not even like. Yeah. but it's kind of inevitable. It's like a, it's kind yeah. of unavoidable. And it and also so, helps
0: that Ava is was so popular, it was such a huge cultural force and still is just a match of cultural force in Japan yeah. that like it's it's almost impossible to be making anime now and not be indebted to it. There's tons of anime that have explicit references to it or or mm-hmm. sort of, you know, that that reference it in various different ways. You know, there are some anime that like fucking Gridman or whatever, or Darling and the Franks nah. that are trying to do Gridman. Um, that are trying to do you know ava but these days you know uh, and they're doing it very badly um because i mean the thing about ava was that ava was really weird like ava was very different from everything else that happened at the time that that, that that was coming out before it um except maybe gunbuster and to a certain extent gundam um you know but it was even very different from gundam um because gundam is a is a show about like war and colonialism and imperialism and Ava is a show that uses giant robots to talk about feelings <laughs> um, you know because it's it's not about because in, in Gundam which I'm sure we'll watch eventually on this show but oh, in dear. Gundam like it's about a war between two different factions of like human beings mm. um, versus Ava which is a show about a war between humans and just like huge just like unfeeling monsters that want only to kill. You know, yeah. so it immediately uncomplicates all of the fighting stuff.
1: Right. Um,
0: it allows you to focus just on the experiences of the pilots. Anyway,
1: we've anyway. talked so
0: much about Ava in this episode that it's not about Ava.
1: I I, I feel good though.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so can we talk about the fucked up jello cake that the mom eats?
0: You know, in what are you talking about?
1: That's the that's my very next note. So I so I assume that happens pretty. Well, I think I ignored the entire like granddad sequence Well, because the but... thing that
0: happens right after right after that is that Kuhn goes through the old pictures of his mom with his mm. mom um and there was a weird line in there where she talks about um with with my subtitle with the subtitles that that, that my copy had where. Um she she talks about how she's like going through and she's like, Oh, this was me when I when I got married and this is me uh when I was in college, this is me in high school, and this is me in middle school. And then when she says middle school, in my subtitles, she describes them as the dark ages, but I heard in the Japanese audio she says Sengoku ji dai. Um which, which means which is the Warring States period in Japan. Um uh, huh.
1: I think I saw I think my subtitles had dark ages too
0: yeah yeah um uh, and i was like don't you fucking localize that shit on me i mean it's probably it's it's reasonable to localize that as a dark ages because sengoku jidai the sengoku jidai happened in medieval japan it happened around the same time um but mm-hmm. yes for those of you who do not know the sengoku jidai was a period in japanese history when uh and this this happens this happens once in japanese history i think and then a bunch of times in chinese history they have various warring states periods you have to be specific um okay. where the government the central government broke up and then there were a bunch of like different clans fighting for local power and then you had like this one clan that i forget the name of that was trying to like go to war with the oda clan to get to the capital because they wanted to co- to conquer kyoto and then the oda clan won and then um odonaba Naga, uh who is a very famous name uh started conquering a bunch of japan but then a guy who knew him killed him like one of his like courtiers killed him and then another of his courtiers named tokugawa uh ieyasu i believe his name was uh killed that guy and then he finished conquering japan goodness uh, gracious uh i going on most there? Of, i remember most of that from bill Wirtz's history of japan video hee <laughs> hee uh, Okay. Uh,
1: Yeah. No, I did not pick up on that bit. Yes. Um, I just,
0: I heard and I'm just like, did you, did she, she didn't say dark ages. She, I, she, I heard, I swear to God, I heard Sengokuji die. The only part, Um, yeah, I remember from that
1: sequence is when like he sees the picture of her in her wedding dress. He's like, you've gained weight since then. And she's like, stop it. And like, that's the most like, like guy writing a mother child dynamic i've had that interaction with my mom (laughs)
0: i've had that exact interaction with my mom pretty much
1: when you were when you were four
0: yeah probably probably around there but why include
1: it in the film why is that
0: because it's i mean it's another example of how coon doesn't understand the impact of his words on other people but also that that's like like she's frustrated with him or she doesn't like to hear it but it's also a joke you know but I mean like You know, because she knows that he doesn't know what that means. Yeah, uh, I know,
1: but it like it seems like such a it's so it's so trite. Yeah,
0: it doesn't it's trite and it doesn't have to be in there. You're right. Um you know, I'm not as annoyed with it as you are. Um Yeah, and then then the other thing that I noticed around this time was that um the the all of Yako's uh Yuko's Yakko, not Yako from Animaniacs
2: nah.
0: <laughs> Yuko <laughs> Um. Uh, all of Yuko's barks, uh, even when in dog form, are just a man poorly barking like a dog. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Worlds colliding.
0: It's very good. Um, but yes. Yeah, so then we get another flashback magic sequence where Kun is transported to, uh, his his mother when she was a child. Um, oh
1: yeah, I forgot about
0: that one. um, and he runs into her on the city street and she's crying uh and then she's like, "I'm not actually crying um <laughs> and then they they walk home together and then they go into uh his mom's house and then they wreck up the place for some reason because um,
1: everything's more fun when it's messy
0: um and then she gets screamed at by her mom um while while Coon escapes out the back door um. And it's a very like, like, I think the, this, this is probably my favorite of the flashbacks is, is that one of, yeah. of, yeah, of, of like, because it's, I think it's something that is very important to learn as a child at, at a at some point, which is that your parents were are not like, have not always been the people that you know them as now, like they mm-hmm. have a past. You know, and that past yeah. included them being children doing the same thing that you are. And it's also something important to keep in mind as a parent, which is that you were as much of a nightmare to your parents as this child is being to you now. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, it's, it it was the most effective thing, because it was, it was definitely the one that I connected to the most in terms yeah, okay. of, of like, because I, I definitely like, as I've gotten older, and but like, I started, I remember talking to my parents about this stuff, like when I was around 10, I think. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit younger, um, talking about what they talking with with their parents. Well, not my dad's parents. My dad's parents are dead, uh, but my my grandma uh, about what my mom was like when she was a kid. Mm. Um, you know, and talking with with my dad about my dad. My dad has my dad has infinite weird stories about what he was like when he was a kid because he grew up in the Bronx <laughs> in the seventies, uh. um, and so he just he he just has he just, he saw some weird shit um, so, yeah, as a so child. I'm-
1: I never had like grandparents well like my with my mother's side, like my grandfather was dead before i since like I never knew him, yeah my same. grand my and we moved away from the midwest where my grandmother lived when I was three, so I never like had a real relationship with my grandmother, yeah, and like when we went to visit, I was like i was didn't know her well enough to really have yeah. those kinds of conversations uh and then my 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 father's grandparents well it was the other way i only had my granddad but he was back in england so there was no mm. nothing there either so yeah that that whole dynamic i've yeah. ever really had
0: but i also think that even like as the as the as the um as the movie shows like you don't necessarily have to have grandparents around like it can just be like looking at pictures of your parents when they were kids right right. um, or when they were younger you know like my dad has a picture of him uh when he was my age uh Mm. that he's he's shown me before uh which is uh, a picture of him he lived a very different life when he was my age because he was in the military oh um, and jumping out of airplanes uh and it's it it is very surprising because he also has a picture of him when he was he showed me a picture very recently that he unearthed of him in like the fifth grade um and it's extremely it was extremely obvious to me which one was him in that picture because he looks exactly like me when i was 10 um but um when but in the the picture when he was my age he looks absolutely nothing like he does now he looks absolutely nothing like me and it looks absolutely nothing like him as a child
1: oh wow
0: um (laughs) Like he just he just looks like a completely different person. Like there's just this window around the age of twenty where he just looked nothing like anybody. Like he's like he looks now, or like <laughs> when he looked as a kid, or like me. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it was after it was after that sequence that she eats the fucked up jello cake. Uh, the fucked that, up c- I have no then, idea what you're talking about. Because that's when she's talking with. Because that's when we see the uh, scene with the mother talking with with grandma. Yeah and, and 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 they're talking about her childhood. Um, so it's kind of connecting back and she's eating yeah. she's even this like extremely cursed 70s style jello cake.
0: I need to look uh, at, at I this hate it. because um Oh, this jello cake. Yeah. It the one that looks like it's the, the one that looks like a, a minimalist Dutch sculpture <laughs> from the 30s? Yeah. I actually I kind of dig this cake. I mean, it's it's it's
1: bananas but who eats jello cake
0: i don't know these people i mean maybe it's not jello cake it might be a weird japanese thing no it may okay maybe but it looks because i've never seen a jello cake that looks as appealing as this jello cake (laughs) (laughs) i would eat the jello cake
1: look if like animated food can look like any like always looks better than it really is
0: yeah yeah i'm sure but like how how would you get like a bunch of colored cubes like that in clear jello
1: Oh, they can do all sorts of crazy shit with jello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Like that's just this is just it's purely just more impressive looking than anything than any other jello cake I have ever seen. <laughs> Those jello cakes look really sad. This jello cake looks tasty.
1: Okay, well, go- go- google do some googling of jello cakes after this. I'm just
0: googling s- right now.
1: All right. All right. Jell-O all right.
0: cake. Yeah, these all look pretty bleak. They're mostly mm. strawberry. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, this is the... Cl- there's a rainbow Jello vodka cake that is the closest... Oh, shit. The closest thing. I'll send you a picture. Of, I'll send you the link. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, this is the closest thing in the in the image search. Um, and that looks mildly oh. impressive, but it also still looks kind of sad.
1: Yeah, it looks a little gross. TPQH. Oh. Um.
0: You know. Yeah, anyway, almost I-
1: all of these are strawberry. I'm sure I've seen um wacky suspended jello
0: cuz um oh shit this one's looks like it's a fucking s- cathedral stained glass
1: cuz you can suspend stuff in jello like the whole office thing with the stapler in jello so there's oh, no what? you have you ever seen the office?
0: Uh, I haven't seen a ton of the office now.
1: They like the like one of the like the one of the, like the first episodes is uh well it happens in both versions I've had, but i forget the names of the characters in the uk one but jim takes dwight's stapler and puts it in jello uh
0: yeah I mean, because like that's the thing is is that suspending an object in jello is one thing but suspending other jello in jello mm. i mean i guess if you make well, yeah you million, make it like like here you, make you could a, like here's picture like a
1: picture of gummy worms suspended in jello so just make 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 jello cubes and then
0: yeah you make like a million different sized and shaped jello cubes mm-hmm, and exactly. then you wait for them to all solidify and then where do you get molds to do that though or i guess you just make one big one and you cut it up into cubes
1: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: and then and then you you put that all in a mold with clear jello
1: yeah um, exactly
0: we should uh bake a replica of this cake
1: Okay. Uh, um, you could do it do it do a competition so you can make it more accurate.
0: I have a <laughs> suspicion who would win that.
1: I've never made jello in my life.
0: <laughs> I've made j- both jello and cakes.
1: Well fuck. Quite uh, often. I, I, then then yeah. I, think, I, I baked think... bread this weekend,
0: motherfucker.
1: I would have, but my wrist is still fucked up. You would I,
0: have. You were planning to make bread, but it was ruined yeah, by your risk. I've
1: I've I've been making I've made been making bread for years. Uh, just <laughs> I just I just don't make it often, as often as I should.
0: Don't call it a comeback. I've made bread for years.
1: I was making bread when you were fucking middle school.
0: All right. Um, anyway, the cursed jello cake. Sure. Um, I don't think it's that cursed.
1: I just yes, it it it, it it's not cursed. As a jello cake, just jello cake, as at all, it like entire is in its entirety, is kind of baseline cursed.
0: <laughs> um. So anyway. Um.
1: So I think I basically kind of like white it out the the next flashback
0: cause... the other thing that happens is um in the in the mom flashback is that we oh. also explore in addition to her messiness and her being a terrible child we also explore her relationship with her own little brother um who she oh, calls right. a weakling and a cry baby <laughs> right 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 um uh, and confidently asserts that oh, that the... that she's the favorite right uh, but yeah, and then in the next one, the next one has the best intro, because, like, the, the camera pad happen, happens, and then, Mur- <laughs> like, there's, like, a jet engine turning on, oh, like- and it just blows into Mirai's face, and he just screams as loud as he can, His it's about this Me- huge- You mean Kun? Kun, yes, yeah, Kun's yeah. face, and he just, he's just screaming in his mouth, just like- <laughs> his mouth is getting blown by the wind. I'm almost certainly going to use a still from that as the thumbnail for this episode. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> because hell. it's so his mouth is so big. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of it now, and it's yeah. so funny.
1: Yeah, like what, what? What? Um, he's still best at is like animating
0: faces. Yeah, uh, and but like, so at least those don't get three Dified. Except in the granddad flashback. Oh. Piss. Yes. Wait, where's where is the where three D faces in there when they're riding the motorcycle? Really, their whole both of their whole bodies are three sequ- D in that segment in that segment, as well as the um the bike and.
1: Yeah, see, so, so, yeah, yeah, that's when like I, I I wasn't paying super close attention to that to that flashback because like yeah, it's hideous. I pretty much I pretty much got what like the point of it was within the first like minute and i was like all right
0: yeah it 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 is a sequence that thinks it is more beautiful than it is (laughs) Uh, and the beauty is totally undercut by by just the shitty 3d and all i could think of when i was watching it is just like how much better sequences that look exactly like this in kiki's delivery service look
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: like all I could think about was just like all of the like seaside stuff from yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service yeah, 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 that yeah, looks yeah. so fucking good and so much better than than this yeah. and how we, we could have had that uh, and instead we had ugly 3D motorcycle with ugly stiff 3D animated people
1: but yeah the point of this scene which is like which is,
0: which is what I picked up pretty quickly and just, so let me
1: ignore it was that this is when Kun is trying to learn to ride a bike um, because he convinces his mom to ride a bike by putting a paper in her shoe, which is a trick he learned from her during her flashback. Why that works, uh, I'll leave an exercise to the reader, because I sure as fuck don't know. Um, but yeah, his first attempt at the park, he sees like the big kids. Riding around with no training wheels and like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's so goddamn cool. Fuck. And he's like, Dad, take off my training wheels. And Dad's like, Are you sure? He's like, Yes. And then he probably beefs it repeatedly.
0: Yeah, and he eats complete shit.
1: The funniest fucking thing happens. So, so, <laughs> Dad goes, uh, r- jumps up to go help him the first time he, he beefs it. Uh, and Mariah's just kind of sitting there, and this random American woman sitting oh, yes! like next to on the bench, like, um, so like when she sees Kuhn uh, eat shit and the dad run over, she just turns to Mariah and says, "You're all right," <laughs> <laughs> and like everything else she says in English is perfectly like sensible, contextually appropriate English. But that's just like you're all right.
0: <laughs> the other thing that I thought was funny, you didn't was, beef it. Um, they when she she speaks Japanese briefly for one for a second yeah. at the end, and her pronunciation is terrible. Oh yeah, oh yeah. that's great. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, you can tell it's very quiet and in the distance, but you can tell that she's like saying it very slowly and very stiltedly. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Um, uh,
1: and then yeah, and then and then Kuna gets super pissed that his dad is is flirting with this uh, American, and he beats the shit out of his dad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm, I'm uh, uh, taking some liberties here. Uh, as, as oh yeah, know, right. Tell. Yeah,
0: I was trying to understand you posted that screenshot in chat. And I was trying to understand what the hell you meant.
1: Oh right, yeah. So like the dad, like because it reminded me of something that happened way earlier. Um, like right after the, they, they bring the daughter home and the mom is praying for her first work trip. Uh, and the, for some reason, dad is out front talking to some of the local ladies, uh, or the local other young moms. And they're going, they're like going on and on about, oh, oh, you're going to be all home taking care of the, a responsible dad taking care of the kids, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he goes back inside and, and the mom is just like, you really fucking play up the good dad shit with those other women, yeah. don't you? <laughs> don't flatter yourself. And so, and so, as soon as when he was talking to the American, that was my first thing. It's like that, like he's playing up his good dad thing, and then, and then yeah, then it cuts to like couldn't uh, be throwing a tantrum and hitting him. <laughs> so my friend was just like, "Oh, Kun is right, righteously indignant on behalf of his mom." because his yeah. dad is 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 skirt chasing uh after after Americans
0: yeah so so after that he hates dad and then he goes he has the boring motorcycle flashback and then after that um I think so, after that yeah after yeah, that, that he he looks at the pictures of grandpa of, of great grandpa in mm. in the Uh, the the, the photo album
1: god damn it if my granddad lost a leg to to in in the war i can ride a fucking bike
0: yeah but the 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 other thing that happens is um the thing that that weirded me out about that is that that's that's their that's his great-grandfather who fought in the war and i don't i don't know like
1: how oh how that actually matches up how
0: that actually matches up time wise Maybe so, it does, but I thought that maybe okay. his great-granddad, so if his, my so, grandfather would have been of the right age to fight in World War Two. Huh. Um, well, it depends on how, how, maybe, how, like, because, y- how, young, how
1: young they have kids. Yeah, like, it, was, it, it definitely was like, wait, great-grandpa? But I guess... Suppose he was 16 during the war, um, which is possible, then, like... He married afterwards. We know because we see, the, yeah. we see the flat. Like we see the thing about him, like racing. Uh, the, like she's like, "Oh, she's like, I'll, I'll marry you if you beat me in a race." Does she know when she challenged him to a race that his right leg doesn't work? Because if so, that's super I, fucked up. <laughs> that's like I don't know. insanely fucked up. Um. It's like let me humiliate you as much as possible before i marry you
0: that's what heterosexuality is holy shit uh so then coon throws his his shit fit about not having the yellow pants that we've been alluding to because the yellow oh, pants are in the dryer yeah. um and they're going on a trip um somewhere and coon loses his mind and then he uh he goes to run away which by which he means he's gonna hide in the bathtub <laughs> um, <laughs> And then nobody comes looking for him. So then he goes and hides in the closet. And then nobody comes looking for him. And so then he decides he's going to run away for real. Um, and then he goes. He gets another magical flashback. Uh, and this time he's at a train station by himself. And the other person at the train station is him from the future.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, and well, then wait, so, he... so first he's at just like a like a regional like stop. Yes. And, then and his, yeah. his his future self is like fucking. Grow up.
0: Apologize. Yeah. He has for, he like, has a completely immortal line, which is "Which is more important, your pants or happy memories?"
2: <laughs> and is like pants. is like pants. It's he the pants! pants. He triples down
0: on pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so and so the train comes, and older Coon is like, "You're not going to get on there, are you?" Uh, because this is this is this represents running away from his problems. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yes, I'm getting on. He gets on and he goes to this massive futuristic um uh, just goes to Tokyo Station. It is well, I wasn't sure if it was if That's it was actually enti- what Tokyo Station absolutely like. contemporary or if it was slightly modified. Okay. Um so he goes uh. to Tokyo Station and he sees bullet trains and at first he's like, Whoa, sick And then he sees this
0: like weird evil bullet train foreshadowing on the oh, way yeah. to Tokyo Station. The um, evil bullet train. Yeah, um oh. and while um you know and then he he realizes he wants to go home because he can't leave the station because he doesn't have a ticket Uh oh, or no yeah. he, he goes to get on the yamanote line and then he doesn't have a ticket so he can't get on he's like fine <laughs> i'm going home and he's like wait wait i don't know how trains work i don't know how to get home um uh, uh and uh, then he, he sees some, some other kids getting picked up by their some of their lost kids getting picked up by their parents and so he goes to the lost and found and to he report meets, himself lost. To report himself as lost, and he meets this Scott Benson ass lost and found man.
1: <laughs> it's so. It, it really it, is, yeah, and it's yeah. so like like incongruous with everything else but it's so like, yeah it's great. like it no, totally it's, it's, works it's, it's bananas uh, it totally
0: works it's completely insane and like it's exactly the sort of, like this scene is exactly the sort of shit that would have terrified me as a child oh god <laughs> like like it's so much like because i can imagine because there was a time when we put, I probably would have
1: been too yeah
0: yeah there was a time when we put shit like this in children's movies for some reason mm-hmm. um right.
1: like have you seen the like the Wallace and shorts?
0: Uh, right. I've seen, I saw the movie while I was a I've seen, I okay. saw the one where the, the, with the penguin. I think I've seen that one.
1: Okay. So there's, there's another one where they go to the moon uh-huh. because they, because they, they run out, they run out of cheese in the house and they're like, where the fuck do we get more cheese? I'm like, oh, the moon is made of cheese. <laughs> God, so let's build a fucking rocket around. and go to the moon. And when they're on the moon, like, they start eating the cheese. They're like, this is weird. And there's this fucking, like, it's, it's not a refrigerator. Maybe it's an oven. It's some sort of sentient appliance that go, like start like is pissed off at their at them fucking up the <laughs> fucking up the the moon cheese, and it, start, and it starts it starts chasing after them, and it freaked me the
0: fuck out you, as a child. I, I imagine. Did you have the experience? Uh, did you watch the Magic School Bus as a child?
1: Uh, I read. Some of them I don't what okay, so I
0: watch. So I watched a bunch of the magic school bus There was an animated series of the magic school bus As a, as a child um, And they, there was this one episode where they explore the solar system
1: uh-huh. um,
0: And why are both of ours In space um, Space is scary uh, And they go to Pluto And I forget why but like tension builds And the red headed kid Who's constantly getting picked up by everybody Is like fine and he takes off his space helmet On Pluto and freezes solid Holy shit it, Yeah like he doesn't die, I don't think, by the end of the episode. But like, it's terrifying. Like he, like because like, everybody treats it super serious because it is because he just took up his space on a Pluto and froze into an ice cube in me instantly, <laughs> and it's it's horrifying, you know. And like, both of us are a little bit too young to have experienced the like labyrinth, like the never ending story era of of children's movies or like the secret mm. of Nim, which all contain just like genuinely horrific shit. Um, yeah we used the stuff that we used to think was okay to show to kids is wild and this this like this like scott benson lost and found man is completely in line with the sort of stuff that you would have seen in in old children's movies yeah yeah and i mean it was terrifying to me as an adult (laughs) like it was it was there's even a jump scare in this movie Where's the jump scare? There's a jump scare. I think right after this, where, um, uh, where like the the hag from the thing shows up very suddenly or something like that.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. No, this is. I think it's. I think it's. Is it? Pri- I, don't, I think, Yeah, I think it was before or after. But yeah, when he's looking for, when he's seeing other parents picking up their kids every time the, the oh yeah the, the PA goes attention there's a lost children he's like oh me 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 and then it's some other child and it's some other parent yeah and then and he so, sees, th- like, so four then he starts running around
0: from behind look like his mom
1: and then the last one is like is like the hag from his children's book
0: yeah and it's terrifying. <laughs> It scared me in real life. <laughs> um, so
1: he goes to the he goes to the, the kiosk and, and the, the, the creepy Scott Benson asks. Uh Clark is like, Okay, um like what's your name? He's like, Kun. And what's your what's your mother's name? He's like, Fuck She's not yeah. she doesn't have a name for narrative reasons. It's like, and he's she's like, like right, Do you
0: what's... Well no, I don't think it's for narrative reasons. I think it's it's because he like when you're at four years old, do you know your mom's real name?
1: Well, I use narrative broadly here.
0: Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and and then he's like, do you have, do you have another failure that I can contact? And he's like, you go? And it's like, we can't contact a dog.
1: And so, right then, you're like, oh, shit, this is about him accepting his his, like, r- relationship with his sister as an older brother. Yeah,
0: um, uh, and then, and then when he can't think of it, the Scott Benson as man is like, we get tons of lost children like you every day. When nobody comes to pick them up, they have to get on a special bullet train in a pit. Where does it go? <laughs> I told you, you have nowhere to go go to lonely land it's so good it's so good it's so good. it's terrifying oh this is the best part of the movie by far
1: oh except for the fucked up cgi fur on the train <laughs> i hate that with my life
0: they actually i was reading on the wikipedia article they actually work with the guy who designed the original shinkansen to design that train oh oh that whips um <laughs> which is amazing um yeah, uh, and he's terrifying, and then he goes, <laughs> he go, so he ta- he go, he goes down the escalator into the pit. Um, and he's on the he's on the train platform, and then this horrifying bullet train covered in hair and with teeth on the front comes <laughs> down, and the doors open, and it's like all lit completely red inside, and he gets he's like I don't want to get on, and then he gets sucked on, and he's trying, and,
1: <laughs> and all the chairs like turn to face him, and they've like skulls in the headrests, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh fucking shit, fuck this, fuck this, and he and he runs out, and then he starts pulling him back in again.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because the only person in his family he knows the name of is Marai. Da da. Um, da. Uh, and so then um he he sees he sees Marai on the platform for some reason. Uh and she's there, baby Marai. Yeah. Um and then he's like, What the fuck are you doing here? I've gotta go and save you uh and takes on his responsibilities and then Oh shit. And then the announcer's like well who who are you to this person like you you know you need to get onto the train unless unless this person's related to you, and then he finally admits like, "Oh, I'm Mariah's big brother I'm,
2: I'm, I'm Mariah's big brother uh, and, then,
0: and then adult Mariah shows up
1: and then angels saying et cetera et cetera
0: uh and then adult Mariah shows up and they fly out of the place um, uh, and they go into like the weird uh uh." And she- the only screenshot I have from this is for saying, "You ran away from home and got lost, you idiot."
1: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's like Oscar." Uh, she, didn't quite say, she didn't quite say "Antabaka," but it was, it was, it was close. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then we go into the the tree matrix, and this actually reminded me. I th- this reminded me of Summer Wars, mm-hmm. which one was one of his earlier films, like some of the some of the weird, uh, like 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 pseudo digital effects.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Summer Wars isn't a great movie, but it's a, it's I, if I recall correctly, it's a bit of a romp. So <laughs> like it's 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 not a bad movie. A oh, romp, romp. But uh yeah, they have to like find his route, um which
0: yeah, they have to find like the current cuz it, it describes and we were talking earlier, I guess, about um like uh how the dolls know when you're going to get married but this movie and i i said like does this does this movie subscribe to uh, uh the idea that like all of the past present and future already exists but can for some reason be manipulated by dolls um <laughs> and it actually totally does because the index of their family contains all family members who will ever exist in the past in the present and in the future
1: holy shit and so what are the, and so so yeah so so adult, adult Morai scoops him out from the pit and it's away from the hell machine that's gonna take him to Lonely Land and so <laughs> have you, you seen f- that
0: have you seen that Keira Takahashi tweet that about the hell machine for killing all human beings no oh my god I need to find it for you
1: excellent well while you're doing that I'll try to explain actually I don't know what's going on I need your help <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, cause, yeah, so she flies away and then we're like, we need to get you back, but we need to find, like, your, your root in the index. It's one which of my all-time like, favorite which tweets. Like, which is, like, their family history.
0: Uh, <laughs> holy shit. That, I like it. That rules. Um, and um, and... and then in the in the in the reply to that tweet, he linked to the Amazon <laughs> listing for that thing with the tweet, Here you are, if you want to be the King of Hell, if you, king of hell cosmos, if you want to be the King of Hell Cosmos. If you don't follow Keita Takahashi on Twitter, by the way, you're missing out. Keita Takahashi, if you don't know, is the designer of Katamari Damacy, um, and more recently Watam, uh, and also like Nobi Nobi Boy and Tenyo Watanya Teens or Tenyo Wanya Teens, I think it's I think it is, yeah. He may, he's got a bunch of stuff, but is his, his most famous thing.
1: So what is it? So what is so so as they're looking for Kun's root, they see other flashbacks, including the the extremely uh, fucked up race between Dad with a great great granddad with a bad leg and uh, his future wife. So what is what is the what is the root and why they lo- what is he so they're trying to find okay. the
0: place in history where Kuhn belongs so that he can go back there. He
1: belongs in all points in history in which he exists. What the f-
0: Well, he belongs- No, the, the point in history <laughs> where he is the age that he actually is.
1: That- Okay, 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 okay. Because you're not
0: going to drop four-year-old Kuhn off in at a point when Kuhn is 30. Oh, I know, I know. But
1: the way you describe that is it's like- Anyway- um, um. So, but don't um, they just go to the part of time that? Well, I formed? mean, you
0: saw that place. It looked really confusing in there. I guess so. <laughs> um, but yes, and then they also see uh, a flashback inexplicably to Yuko leaving his dog mom <laughs> to go and live with them. <laughs> This movie is so bizarre. It's so weird. Uh, and then he goes home, and I don't, I don't remember what, if anything, happens after that.
1: Uh, they scream "Hi!" a lot uh, because he comes home, um, sees Mariah, he's like, Mariah, you're you're all right. <laughs> you're, you're you're fucking all right." Uh, and then, and then, he, oh yeah, and then the 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 dryer the dryer stops. The yellow pants shoot out of like a bullet he he whips down his blue pants and then stops and slowly he pulls his blue pants back on in the business that's what we call character development
0: <laughs> yeah he's okay with his blue pants now and then
1: he, go, then he, then he goes and high fives Mariah Budge and then mom and dad are like we're ready to go we got the car all packed are you ready? And he goes, "Hi!" Hey! Like six times, and then it
0: ends. Yeah. Uh, so, did you like this movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> is
0: this is the first time one of us has, has, has requested a movie that to be watched on the podcast and not liked it. Um,
1: let's see. What other ones have we, have we, have oh, none yeah. of us you seen going in? You also,
0: you also recommended, li- pa- you recommended Paprika and you didn't like it. Uh,
1: oh yeah. Um, ha- what other ones have
0: we, have we... Uh, you didn't have like been- Serial Experiments Lame, but I... Uh, recommended that right.
1: Well, I was, first I was thinking what ones have going in have neither of us seen. Other uh, than Ghost this. in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell, um, Gunbuster, Gunbuster.
0: Yeah, Gunbuster. Okay. The rebuilds of Evangelion.
1: Oh God, um, those don't. Ca- those don't count. As
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Wolf. Ch- no, you saw Wolf Children. I've, se- I've seen uh, children. Tale of the Princess Kaguya, oh, Tommy yeah. Galaxy, and Night of Shirt Walk On Girl.
1: Okay, more than more than I more than I realized. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, twice now I've I've recommended something that I hadn't seen, and then it didn't turn out to be great.
0: <laughs> That'll teach you a thing about movies.
1: Uh turns out movies usually bad.
0: Uh, but yeah, I didn't hate this movie because it was. I didn't it was hate co- it. I didn't
1: hate it. Yeah, like you said, like it you you allowed to pass through you and in in, in in you. And <laughs> yeah, through you. I
0: allowed it to pass over me and through me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind. Yeah, it's too. It's too boring to be hated and there were parts of it that i liked i like that weird scott benson guy mm-hmm. um i wish i wish that the whole movie was as weird as the last bit
1: absolutely you yeah. know
0: because like so many of those earlier flashbacks are so straightforward mm-hmm. you know yeah and there's yeah. some weird stuff there like more like the weird transition where mariah uh not mariah where uh, where Kuhn like tff, swims with the fish um you know, but that's not a whole sequence in and of itself. It's just a transition between him standing outside of his own house and him being on the street next to his mom.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah You know,
0: yeah. like, like I wish that the magical elements in this movie were weirder or at the very least more fun, you know. And that's something that, like, say, My Neighbor Totoro has. Yeah. Um, you know, like, My Neighbor Totoro is a much stranger movie than this one. Um, and also the magical sequences in that movie are way more fun. Yeah. Uh, I should watch Totoro at some point. I'm not going to have us watch it next month. Um, I haven't se- actually seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh, man, it's really good. Uh, you'll probably hate it, because, um, I mean, it's... it's. The-
1: well, I know nothing a- happens.
0: Yeah. It's a very iconic Ghibli movie, and I think way fewer people have seen it than claim to have seen it, um, mm-hmm. because I think most people would find it very boring. Um, I love the- it, because it's exactly the sort of weird magical realist bullshit that I I love. Yeah. Um, genuinely magical realist you know um but it's it's definitely a slow burn uh anyway alex you have a book recommendation
1: i guess so i'm gonna have to go back a bit i've actually have, have been having trouble sitting still long enough to read <laughs> recently uh so i think i read this a month or two ago um the Gilda stories by joelle gomez it's this um, like historical vampire
0: but god it's basically just made for you uh yeah yeah yeah
1: so so it, it um it this girl who she's um she's she's this black girl who's in, who's in like uh pre civil war america and she is see she, oh she is es- she, she escapes slavery and then uh is nearly is nearly recaptured um and then is rescued by a white woman who turns out to be a vampire um and ends up ter- white ends up-
0: people am i right
1: <laughs> uh, and then she she the, the woman takes her to like her place, where she basically runs a brothel, um, and she lives there, and like learns learns to read and write and do everything with with the woman and her partner. Um, and Then, uh, the woman whose name is Gilda ha- has basically become tired of living, and so there are ways vampires can basically take the the, the final death. I think they call it. And so she dies and basically passes her mantle to the girl who becomes Gilda. And it's sort of a story of her, um, a series of kind of stories at various points in American history. Um, and so she goes to San Francisco around the turn of the century. And um, and then she goes to the back to the Midwest for a while during the 20s. And then she's in Boston during the 70s. And then it goes into the near future, and
0: cool. It's I might actually read this. That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, like it's 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 a lot of fun. It's 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 not a whole lot to say about it. I, it it's also been a little bit since I read it, so I don't have everything, all the details, fresh in my mind. Uh, but I like it a lot.
0: All right, I'm gonna let you pick what I recommend because. Uh, I've and I'm not going to tell you which which is which. I'm going to let you say. There's uh, a book that I was planning on recommending that I haven't finished yet, and there was and there's another book that I have finished that I also want to recommend. Which should I do?
1: Uh, so wait, so wait. So the book you have you're currently reading that you haven't finished yet.
0: Yes, I'm and close then, to finishing it. I am about two thirds of the way through. And then there's or, another book you had. I have finished, but I've read it a little bit longer ago, and I don't have it with me anymore. I returned it to the library.
1: Okay, but is is but you had been planning on recommending it?
0: I, I, yeah, I, I I would if I were to recommend it now, I'd recommend it in the future. And That's true of both of these books.
1: Let's 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 get it over with, because then you'll all finish right. the other book, and you can recommend all that right. one next time.
0: All right. So the book that I all right. So in that case, the book that I'm going to recommend is Emil Charan's The Trouble with Being Born. Um, mm. which i guess is kind of appropriate for this.
1: I was going to say
0: this film. Um so Emil Ciron, uh, I may be mispronouncing his name. I mis- I pronounced it incorrectly before and then i think i've adjusted my pronunciation to be correct, but um but yes, uh, Emil charan was a Romanian philosopher of who lived throughout much of the 20th century. Um and calling him a philosopher He is unlike any other philosopher that I have ever read or you will ever read. Um, He doesn't. So I've read two books by him. I read his other book, The Fall Into Time, which I liked. I liked but I liked it less than The Trouble With Being Born. And The Fall Into Time is a pretty straightforward sort of philosophy book. It is a collection of philosophical essays on various topics. He has an extremely unconventional approach to philosophy, in them, but they're still, like, it's formatted in a way that I understand. The trouble with being born is not. What the trouble with being born is, is, it is a long list of unconnected theses. Um, hmm. broken up into chapters in a way that I'm sure made sense to him, but does not make sense to me. <laughs> um, it is, it is basically, it is almost completely inscrutable, the way in which these things are grouped together. Because they're not grouped together by topic, they're not, uh, I took a ton of pictures of this book while I was reading it because there's just a ton of... There's a ton of insane shit in this book. Um, let me bring up my photos. Um, so, for instance... So this is, this is one... And they're all separated. So they're all separated into little paragraphs. They're all separated by, like, a little decorative character. Uh, so this is one of them... Everything is filled with gods, said Thales, at the dawn of philosophy. At the other end, at this twilight we have come to, we can proclaim, not only out of a need for symmetry, but even more out of respect for the evidence, that everything is emptied of gods.
2: Um,
0: Or... um, The unfortunate thing about public misfortunes is that everyone regards himself as qualified to talk about them.
1: Uh. Oh, this oh, this oh this shit this reminds me of um Pessoa uh the book of disquiet mm-hmm. which he's a he was a Portuguese or was he Portuguese um yeah he's a he's a he's he Portuguese and he wrote this um bizarre work called uh the book of disquiet that was God, like extremely like a very 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 postmodern. like it was it was like it was like explicitly incomplete and just kind of a a series of kind of vignettes and um what's the phrase for not not um not parables not um theses but like short kind of little passages or stories with some sort of message Pro- not proverbs anyway i have the book of disquiet around here somewhere uh, let me try and see if i can find a representative passage <laughs> so yeah it starts it starts with a little like epigram that he, that i think he wrote calling it a factless autobiography yeah says, i read that i
0: brought it up on wikipedia
1: okay in these random impressions and with no desire to be other than random i indifferently narrate my factless autobiography my lifeless history these are my confessions and if in them i say nothing it's because i have nothing to say and so yeah it's just um oh here's 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 uh fragment 69 Nice, 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 nice 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 it's raining hard harder still harder It's as if something were going to collapse in the blackness outside. The city's uneven, mountainous mass looks to me today like a plain a plain covered by rain. All around, as far as my gaze reaches, everything is the pale black color of rain. I'm full of odd sensations, all of them cold. Right now it seems to me that the landscape is all fog and the buildings are the fog that hides it. A pre-neurosis born of what I'll be when I no longer am grips my body and soul. An absurd remembrance of my future death sends a shiver down my spine. In the fog of my intuition, I feel like dead matter fallen in the rain and mourned by the howling wind, and the chill of what I won't feel gnaws at my present heart. Nice, 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 nice,
0: nice. God, I've got to read that. That sounds, that sounds like a whip's ass. Um, yeah, that, that, it, it's,
1: it, it seems like be extremely your shit. Yeah,
0: it sounds extremely like my shit. Uh, here's another, another choice passage from The Trouble with Being Born. In order to conquer panic or some tenacious anxiety, there is nothing like imagining your own burial. An effective method readily available to all. In order not to have to resort to it too often in the course of a day, best to experience its benefit straight off when you get up. Or else use it only at exceptional moments, like Pope Innocent IX, who, having commissioned a painting in which he was shown on his deathbed, glanced at it each time he had to make some important decision. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh. Yeah, let me see. There's one that I took a picture of. Fucking pictures of a thing might be Giants concert I went to in here, too. Uh, Oh, (laughs) this is another amazing one. I do nothing, granted, but I see the hours pass, which is better than trying to fill them. Hey.
1: Where the fuck? Where the fuck?
0: Where the fuck is this passage? I know. I know I have it, and I absolutely have to read this. Okay. Because it is hilarious. Yes, here it is. Nature's great mistake was to have been unable to confine herself to one kingdom juxtaposed with the vegetable everything else seems inopportune out of place the sun should have sulked at the appearance of the first insect and gone out altogether with the advent of the chimpanzee (laughs) it's so
2: good it's so fucking good the book is
0: full of shit like that it is full it is just full of just like completely just like a gal he's so fucking galaxy brand uh, it's- it's absolutely hilarious. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, let me see if I can find- if I can find one more. One more good one. Alright, here's- here's- here's one last one. Seen from the outside, harmony reigns in every sect, clan, and party. Seen from the inside, discord. Conflicts in a monastery are as frequent as and as envenomed as in any society. Even when they desert hell, men do so only to reconstruct it elsewhere. um so yes so that is the trouble with being born by emile charan the other thing i don't have a picture of this i don't think but i do remember because it's very short um so i think i've talked on this podcast and i've talked before about my fondness for albert camus uh the myth of sisyphus which Mm -hmm. is a a short essay not short it's a pretty long essay Um, it's like what 80 pages yeah yeah It's it's a fairly long essay about uh where camus attempts to tackle uh what he—the very first sentence of of the essay is: "There is but one truly serious philosophical problem, and that is suicide." <laughs> yeah. um, and he attempts basically to reason his way without leaning on religious explanations or any other sort of the idea because he was, he was an absurdist. She's, you know, associated with the existentialist. the idea that there's no inherent meaning in the world, but still to try to argue that you shouldn't kill yourself. Um, and he comes up with all this sort of, like this very sort of complicated argument that he eventually just sort of distills into his absurdist philosophy. Um, yeah, Charan, it's been a
1: long time since I read that. Um, uh, but it's a good you, read, I read it recently. Yeah, isn't the gist basically like, kind of like, it, there's inherent worth in kind of like, um, like dancing on the point of absurdity, yeah, just like
0: so his okay. so like as an example his uh his depiction of the ideal man is Don Juan um, <laughs> uh, fucking and that- Don
1: Juan did I tell you about that how I tried to read this uh Colette novel, so Colette was like a kind of a famous like uh, mid century French writer, and her stuff was very kind of like erotic and like risque for the time, um. Woo-hoo. And I and I and I tried reading one of her novels. Uh, the, I think it was the pure and the impure. And like, it started off promising. This woman goes to like this opium den and sees this other woman there and they're like making eyes nice at each other. I'm like, all right, all right, this seems like it might be, go somewhere. But, and then like the woman leaves, like, and then like spends like 20 pages talking to like her dude friend about the nature of the Don Juan. <laughs> and I am like,
2: <laughs> I don't
1: fucking care about like <laughs> the, 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 the... A- analyzing the concept of the Don Juan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, but like Camus, Camus' argument for why Don Juan is the best is the is is his ideal man, or is like the uh-huh. model for for humanity, is uh-huh. that he says that then this is sort of like the the, sum, the shortest summation of absurdism, which is that what counts is not the best living, but the most living. Mm. um you know, and so for him, Don Juan, like, he loves many people, and he loves all of them as deeply and as passionately as he possibly can, you know, and, like, he doesn't let the briefness of the experience take away from his passion, um, is, is sort of Camus, Camus' mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. argument. There's also, there's some weird shit in that, where he talks about, uh, Dostoevsky's novel Demons. There's, it's a weird, it's a long essay. Uh, uh, Chiron, he talks a few times about this, um, things related to this, but, uh, his, his shortest summation is very, fairly early on It's in like the second or third chapter uh of the book and it is uh it, it basically it's not worth the effort to kill yourself because you always kill yourself too late wow that's his argument why you shouldn't kill yourself
1: <laughs> that's that's uh, uh isn't that just the sunk cost fallacy
0: kind of <laughs> um <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's his. So that that should give you a bit of a flavor of oh, god of what Chiron is like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just unrelent just
1: unrelenting galaxy.
0: Just unrelenting galaxy, Rain. It's so good. It's so good. Please, yeah. So that's the trouble with being born by Emil Chiron. Uh, and as usual, links in the description and the show notes for uh, to both of our books. So it's my turn to pick what we're going to watch next month. Mm-hmm. Um, say so, us. <laughs> i hope so um so we've watched two we've watched uh night of short walk on girl and the tatami galaxy in the past both of which are oh no no uh masaki yuasa directed um f- films uh masaki after directed projects based on um novels by the same author and i forget his name i had his name and i forgot it. Uh, uh, Tomihiko Morimi. Um, <laughs> now, Tomihiko Morimi has a third book that has been turned into a movie called Penguin Highway. Um, that uh, that movie was not directed by... One, it is very, very different from both Night is Short, Wakan Girl and the Tatami Galaxy, and is not directed by Masaki Yuasa. It's directed by a guy named uh, Hiroyasu Ishida, who, uh, to, to my research, has not done anything else of note besides this movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so but this movie not- came out... It came out two years ago in 2018 and it's
2: oh. um
0: it a lot of people have said really nice things about it and so i am interested in i, I especially after the tatami galaxy i'm interested in which half of the creative partnership you didn't like ah. um
2: uh,
0: uh, so we'll watch and then maybe uh we'll watch like kaiba or keep your hands off Izuken at some point in the future in the future to see a masaki yuasa project that didn't have tomohiko Morimi involved uh, and All see right. see which see which is better. Um, so yes. <laughs> so right. I, have deliberately avo- <laughs> I have deliberately avoided learning anything about what Penguin Highway is about, except that um, on the Wikipedia article, the plot synopsis. I've read only the first sentence, and the first sentence is exquisite. So I will share it with you now, which <laughs> is: Penguins suddenly appear in the town with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh God. look Sorry. forward to this. So we're gonna be watching. Next month we're gonna be watching Penguin Highway by uh, God. I literally just said his name. <laughs> we're gonna be watching Penguin Highway directed by Hirayasu Ishida, um, and produced by Studio Colorido. Not and Madhouse. Not Madhouse. And based yep. on based on the book by Tomohiko Morimi. Uh, so thanks everybody for watching. Alex, where can people find you on the internet?
1: They can find me on the twitter.com at dun 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 you can find me on Mastodon at self, uh, Catalina at selfie.army that's selfie with a y and sometimes I stream on twitch.tv uh, slash miss underscore input uh, there's two s's Like it's a, it's a pun do you get it?
0: Uh, you can find me on twitter at prophet underscore goddess find me on mastodon at prophet underscore goddess at skeleton dot cool I stream on Twitch, sometimes with Alex, most of the time with Alex, at twitch.tv slash profit underscore goddess. You can buy my video games at prophetgoddess.itch.io. no underscore. Um and that's it. That is it for us.
1: Alright, stay safe out there, everyone. Well, stay not spicy. Out there, stay safe in there in your goddamn house. Yeah. And we'll see you next month. Yes, goodnight. Goodnight.
2: good night. Good night up.